The Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast is brought to you by KFC, World Famous Fried Chocobo. 11 types of Gishel greens and spices in our classic recipe. Make your night a fried Chocobo night. And then the theme music. Oh my god, fried Chocobo? Welcome to the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Highwind, and it's November 2023. Another month in the calendar. There was a month last month, and there will be a month next month. And on and on it shall go for the rest of time. Uh, joining me is... Um, uh, who? Cat use. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Cat use. <laughs> and... Um, um, Sorry, mage. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I, I'm bad with names. Sometimes I forget my yeah. names. Uh, and then... Obliterator. Um, That's me. And I just want to say, right off the bat, right, you know, I do not like to push my vegan views on anyone, but I gotta draw the fucking line of chocobos, man. Leave the fucking chocobos alone. I'm joining Petter over the fucking chocobos. Well, I, I got bad news for you. In Final Fantasy 16, there are multiple scenes where they consume chocobos. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm boycotting the game. That's I think, it. I think that's it. That's made my decision. Never playing it. Okay. I think Uncle Byron orders chocobo from like a diner. Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, I can't remember. The precise details of that scene, aside from Byron just being an absolute mad lad <laughs> during the fight. Yes. Oh, yeah. He brings out like a big hammer and starts beating people <laughs> yeah. over the head with it. <laughs> All right. So Which, this by is. By the way, if anyone doesn't have Final Fantasy 16 yet, it's 40% off because of Black Friday right now. Oh. So but by the time this is up, it might not be anymore. Uh, this will probably be posted right after the Cyber Monday views. I mean, deals end. Sorry to say. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe. Oh, well, either way, you know, the a deal will come back. At some point, that game will be on sale, and probably for much, much more, if you're just patient yeah. about it. Right. Yep. Like, it'll probably, it'll probably be discounted around the time it launches on PC. Yeah, I reckon that's when I'll get it, more than likely. So, if perchance you're listening and you're wondering, what is this podcast about? Why why have I been forced to listen to this show? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what scenario would lead you to this, where you would be listening without any concept of what this is. This is the official podcast of the Final Fantasy Wiki. It is a website on the World Wide Web, which is a compendium of knowledge and factoids and various stats and tips and tricks and images from a video game series called Final Fantasy. Mm. Uh, go to www.finalfantasywiki.com today. Nope. No? Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Uh, um, Final.fantasy.wiki. Right? Nope. No? Uh, ffwiki.fandom.com? It probably works, but it's not the correct one. Okay, all right. Just tell me what the URL actually is. 
FinalFantasy.Fandom.com. Okay. And we do say the fandom.com part in that exact tone of voice. I think they've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, a couple more wikis seceded from fandom in this past month. Did you see that news report? Yeah, but it's like, I don't know how many of them are just Gamepedia ones that have seceded and how many are actually like seceding for the first time. It's not. I'm not like up to date enough with it yet, but I know that they, you know, there's a, there's a video going around called "Stop Using Fandom," which makes some very compelling arguments against them. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't have to cover for for other sides. Uh, oh, oh, they might not have been always here. It doesn't really matter. And at the same time, you know, like th- this place is being managed like shit. Yep. Like there's there's no other way to put it. We, I, well, what a couple years out from having a set of things that actually improved the wiki, and they're going back and they're immediately going back into old trends. Yep. It's yeah. Yep. I, I I'm I'm also becoming like increasingly annoyed by the seemingly endless rise of like stupid annoying bugs, which which to be fair have been here for a while, but I think that the thing that's annoying is they don't fix them. Like the bug where you randomly switch into mobile view hasn't been fixed for years now. The so, sometimes I'm just doing stuff and so I just randomly get logged out for no reason. I find that I hate looking at the wiki on my phone, which is where a lot of my internet browsing has ended up. And it's just like there's so many ads, there's so much crap on the screen. It's just I got to well, go to the like, argument. Anyway. Anyway, it is the official stance of most of the admins that Adblock works on our site. Yeah. Yep. This episode now brought to you by Firefox because Adblock works on mobile on Firefox. This episode, Although, this episode brought to you by Monobook. Please bring it back. It was when the wiki actually looked good. Although, be careful with Adblock because YouTube won't like you very much. Google, not a big fan of Adblock these days. You know, they stopped whining at me about that. When I when I would go on YouTube, they would give me a pop up, and now they just stopped. Oh, they did. Yeah, and let let me oh, tell right. you, let me tell you, the alternative of going to YouTube and clicking on every video and it's the exact same three ads is fucking interminable. I'll take anything over like, those ones. Like they might not have stopped, but the people who maintain uBlock knows how it works. So like every every time they arbitrarily change the url someone like immediately catches on and changes it and pushes an update to the filters God, i cannot tell you how many times i've seen an ad of the girl from the avatar movies doing kung fu moves into a mirror i don't even know what the ad is for i don't pay attention to that much but it's just like i've had to see that same ad five thousand times or taylor swift in a Telling people that they're being too loud. I don't know what that ads for either, but it's, it happens endlessly. I I only Wait. get ads for bullshit solar panel companies or bullshit weight loss programs. Mostly bullshit weight loss programs, which is funny because I'm underweight. Hmm. Yeah, the you are. Of, <laughs> actually, tell you the, the solar panel ones are in, are indeed bullshit. Like you know, I have solar panels, and anyone who anyone who posts it on a youtube video who says oh we'll buy it for you for free or xyz like they're they're, they're full of shit that's a fucking ponzi scheme like uh, there is I, legit ways to get it that's not one of them 
I, I mainly get ads for Honkai Star Rail, which is both a blessing relative to what you guys seem to get, and also, I just could not give less of a shit. Oh, 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 I went through a long period a couple of months ago before the elections here, or New Jersey elections. There were a ton, a ton of anti-trans ads, and it was, yeah. it was deeply distasteful. Yeah, Fuck and whenever you, I get those ads, it's it's hilarious to me because it's like I can't vote. You're just wasting money on me. I thought you Why? like officially were moving towards getting citizenship, or maybe I'm confused to with someone else. Fortunately, yeah, a green card would have to come first, and okay. then that, yeah, and then that means you can't vote for like five years. Okay. So you don't have a green card? Well, maybe we Not should yet. talk about this off mic. Not yet. Okay. All right. This seems like a non-podcast discussion to have, actually. Um, so anyway, we should talk about the news. Uh, so um, what happened in the world of Final Fantasy over the last month? I'll go and show what I found. Uh, so first of all... I'm working on news music. Uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi is releasing a new video game. Uh, you may, oh, good for him. Yeah, you may have heard of Hironobu Sakaguchi. He created a video game called Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah. This is his first game. Yes, he did. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, he directed a movie called Final Fantasy The Spirits Within as well. So, oh, he did? Uh, yeah. So, I don't know what his new game is. It looks like there's very, like, small things. All he did was, like, tweet. He visited, like, a Shinto shrine and gave a prayer for Isn't it. Is it a sequel so. to the last one he made that was on Apple Arcade? No, that was Fantasian. Uh, that okay. project look like, looks like it's petered out. came out in 2021. Uh, yeah, that, yeah really that's finished. That, that's finished, and it looked interesting, but it's Apple Arcade exclusive. Yeah. that's the I'm main like. It's the main pe thing people got from that was like, this is probably great. I don't have Apple Arcade, and I'm not getting it just for this game though. That was the main like feedback it got. Uh, other thing is uh, Nia DaCosta, who uh, was a Academy Award winning director, as a matter of fact. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm, I'm getting her confused with someone else. Nia DaCosta directed a uh, the remake of uh, Candyman. Anyway, she directed The Marvels, which is not a particularly successful MCU movie, but one of her main influences that she cited was Advent Children. Yeah. It's not only not particularly successful, it's literally their worst bomb since they've existed, I think. But... Yeah, I, I have not seen it, so I don't know which scene she's referring to. But um, that's cool that she took inspiration from it, I guess. Like, I, I don't know anything else that's taken inspiration from Advent Children other than that one music video that got what they'll turn out to be, a, like, they got sued for it. Uh, her quote is, It's an amazing movie that has really great fright scenes and a really great ending sequence with the main characters being thrown into the sky by all the other characters. So be, that uh, was indeed a good sequence. Yeah, that's Cloud right. versus the uh, Bahamut summon for that movie. No, see, if Advent Children, if that was like, if those were cutscenes in a video game, 
it'd be great. Well, let me recommend a video game called Final Fantasy VII Remake. In that case, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, yeah, Advent Children is still something to jo- to joke on, but you know, when when I did finally get to watch it in a recording that uh, will never see the light of day because it got lost. I mean, I Rip. I enjoyed it so. Rip. Yep. It's. I definitely like... had fun, but I, <laughs> I don't think it was good. But I had fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's basically how Advent Children is. Like it's, it's it's an enjoyable watch. Like especially, or I should say, Advent Children Complete is an enjoyable watch. Advent Children Original is is dog shit. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's an enjoyable watch. It's not like some, it's not a good film. But I would say it's probably better than Kingsglaive. Um, hmm, which would I rather watch? I would mm-hmm. rather watch Advent Children than Kingsclave, yeah. I like those characters more. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I don't really give a shit about Noctis's clown show bodyguard family. Kingsclave is a nothing film unless you want to, like, see the ugliest diamond weapon ever. Mm. There's giant monsters. Like, the weapons from Final Fantasy VII show up at the end. And Ultras shows up. Ultras? I guess he did, yeah. Oh, by the way, to correct myself earlier, I was getting Nia DaCosta mixed up with Chloe Zhao, who directed a wow. different, not particularly successful uh, movie in the MCU film, and also yep. won Best Picture for Nomad Lad. Nomad Land. Nomad Lad, my new superhero. Uh, anyway, our next news thing is, uh, in the world of Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, they have a Final Fantasy IX crossover. So you can now get a five-star weapon, which is Vivi's Magical Gun. <laughs> You're so fucking what? stupid, man. Yeah, I know. Yep. It is. Just like, do, do, like just, just think of Vivi. Do, do you even think he'd be able to fire a gun without falling over? This rifle looks to be about as tall as he is. <laughs> yeah. It's this tiny little boy, and he's got a rifle. <laughs> Maybe the idea is that it's like Spellblade, but instead of Spellblade, instead of casting it on Siner's sword, he cast it on a, on a gun. I mean... It's like Gun it, Mage. It's fucking from, stupid. From Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> oh yeah, Gun Mage. Yeah. All right. Next thing, uh, the Game Awards are coming out in about a week. I am um, I'm not sure if I'll be watching. I'm kind of undecided on Probably that. Probably not. But Good. Final Fantasy did get a decent showing here. So Final Fantasy 16 was nominated for Best Performance for Ben Starr for playing Clive, uh, Best Narrative, Best RPG, and Best Score. It was not nominated for Best Game. Uh, yep. Final Fantasy XIV got nominated for Best Ongoing Game and Best Community Support. And Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth is the one of the most anticipated games of next year. And finally, yes. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis has been nominated for Best Mobile Game. Fucking how? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, is that, that just that tells me more about how bad mobile games this year have, has been than anything about ever crisis like I, I i i mean some of the some of the nominations in this are just fucking stupid anyway like i mean 
I'm sure most of the people who listen to this podcast are already in a thing, but let, let's look at the category uh, best independent game. Where, and you know, you know what a inde- independent means. So, so let's see. Uh, we have Cocoon, which on its create, which on its description explicitly states that it's published by Annapurna. We have Dredge, which in this listing is explicitly published by Team Seventeen. We have Viewfinder, which on this list is explicitly published by Thunderful Publishing. And we have Dave the Diver, which they've hit, which they have not included the publisher on because then they'd have to admit that they put a fucking Nexon game in the best indie category. So you're arguing is that if it's an indie game, it must be self-published? That, yeah, not, all of those are publishers. Like, there, there has been an industry formed around uh, around coalescing publish publishing small studios and a bunch of these things like Annapurna they they outright get involved in how how the development companies run that's not independent that's a complete opposite of independent that's letting you've let another company own a company run you it's like People need to stop. I, I keep saying this all the time, man, and people are probably sick of me hearing saying it. But people need to stop actually treating award shows as any measure of quality whatsoever, because they're not. They're a measure of what a group of like whoever it is running them, what that group happens to deem deserves to be the best movie or the best album or the best game or whatever, and they always get it wrong. There's very few times they actually get it right. They okay, always right. get it wrong. The reason to watch these is for the fun of it. And the Game Awards, has there's no fun to the Game Awards. Right, we we, no don't, we don't need to get mad about the Game Awards. Let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah, the, the, game, the Game Awards are so fucking boring that I can't... I can't imagine getting mad about something that's that fucking boring. But I, I will say that we have not even gotten to the level of us coming up with stupid choices for who's the winner. We, we we have come up with who what are stupid choices for the nominees? Yep. This this is this is an all new level. I yep. would it's right. it's so dumb. Now Final Fantasy is not an indie game, so we're kind of off topic, but I would say I, I do have thoughts on this, on the issue of what actually is an indie game anymore. I, I remember actually arguing about this back when I was working for fandom, I wrote an article about uh No Man's Sky. And it's like weird placement between being an indie game and not being an indie game and what that even meant anymore. As far mm. as I can tell, it's only useful anymore not as a production process. Because I don't think people particularly care about how games are made when you really get down to it. It's mostly a marketing term and a genre term. So I, yep. I think all five of those games that were listed would at least fit in the platonic ideal of what people imagine with indie games so it is coherent on some level is not particularly coherent in terms of actually being indie and i think if we have an overly strict definition of it like practically nothing is indie anymore no yeah exactly you know when you when you have a genre called indie pop you know that the term means absolute fuck all yeah it's so much worse with yeah music and movies have been down this exact same path where there's just like a24 people think of that that's an indie film studio but they actually are a studio in the traditional form and they they're actually like producing films in-house at this point 
So yeah, like... all I'm going to say is, like, to all the people who say, like, oh, FF16 was robbed because it wasn't nominated for best game, as if it was going to win best game. Like, I don't know that... The, the one area in which the Oscars is kind of useful is a lot of people watch all the nominated movies for that as just an idea of good movies that they want to watch. I don't think that exists with games, right? I don't... I feel like, you know... With I can't really think of that many examples other than who was it who won get best game last year? Like I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't remember. It was, it I don't was, know it who won. Like, I don't remember who won best picture last year at this point. Yeah, was well, it everything just, everywhere like, all at once? Did that win best picture? That did win best picture. Yeah, yeah. but um, sick. I just like other than that game, I can't think of any instance where there's like I don't think there's a. A, a much of an audience of people who say oh i look at the tgas and you know i choose that for what games i'm gonna buy this year so i don't i don't think it's really it's really gonna do much for ff16's popularity one way or another look frankly i think the top six for game of the year mostly makes sense anyway yeah I, like just listen that's alan wake 2 Baldur's gate 3 uh insomniacs marvel's spider-man 2 uh the resident evil 4 remake super mario wonder and tears of the kingdom yeah i'm gonna tell you Baldur's gate is probably gonna win it i might be wrong but that, i'll that also has say all the hype around it yeah i'll also say the Baldur's gate there was an interview recently where they talked about how they took inspiration from final fantasy 7 remake for the characters for that which i think is a pretty cool detail i did not know about that um yeah, know? they said like basically they uh they saw FF7 remakes character work and they said, "Oh shit, we need to, you know, we really need to up our game." Which, you know, if that means like to go back to the whole fucking western versus Japanese RPGs thing. If that means they're like, you know, they're borrowing stuff from one another, then good for them. Uh Yeah, all right. So this was a rock paper shotgun interview. Yeah. Let's see if I can find the actual interview. See if I can find the actual quote. Uh, I my one opinion about the Games Awards is well, I have two opinions. One is that probably Street Fighter VI should have been nominated. I didn't play that game. I don't really have much opinion about fighting games, but the reception around that seems to be like deep. Very impressive. It looks incredible. Yeah. Like it is a gorgeous looking video game. And yep. I would say that releasing a award show in early December means you screw over some games that come out in December, actually. So, yep. um, yeah, because I'm pretty sure last December's aren't allowed to be nominated for next year's either. So, so that means Pentiment so, yeah, did not a... get nominated for Jack, and I think uh, Marvel's uh, what's that called? Midnight Suns did not get nominated for Jack because they both came out after the award show, and those are great games. Any other opinions? Sorry. Yes. So, so, but yeah, yeah, I agree. The way that the uh, that the awards uh, are formatted means that if you care about the uh, about this, there's one and a half dead months, right in the middle of you know the most imp one of the most important spending seasons. So it's not very, it's not very. Maybe helpful. that's why they do it. Maybe that's the reason that they have the awards around then. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think they do it just for, like, hype reasons. It's like, all right, it's been roughly six months since E3. Let's go and have our 
kind of winter E3 is what it really is. Yeah. And the other right, thing is the trailers just aren't any good. Like, I've never been impressed by a Game Awards trailer. Um, The Alan Wake 2 trailer last year was pretty darn good. Yeah, I guess. Oh, by the way, it's the official stance of the Final Fantasy Wiki podcast that Alan Wake 2 should win Game of the Year. Sure. I know Spider-Man 2 is not going to win it. Like, but, you know, that was, that was a good game, but that's not Game of the Year material. Still haven't played it, sorry to say. I, I did finish Alan Wake 2 recently, and that is a hell of a yeah. game. All right, let's move on from Game Award stuff. I, I couldn't actually find that rock, paper, scissors uh, quote. Sorry, I'll find it. It's all right. I, I think you got the gist of it well enough. Um, so Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis has officially come to Steam. I think that happened on the 20th of this month. Oh, it's actually come out on Steam. Or, no, sorry, they're announced that it's going to be... Or, no, wait, it has been published. Reading this very poorly. Yeah, it is on Steam right now. So if you hate playing games on your phone, which say you're me, you don't have to do that. Uh, and our last bit of news is it, it is it is not actually out yet. Okay, they said has been published in this tweet. Yeah, well, it just says coming soon on Steam. All right, I'm, I'm... and they have a thing that like if you if you're a new player you'll get a ton of shit that is not actually that useful but um okay all right thank you techno found the quote um this is james olin his name's james right techno yep yeah james olin who is a former bioware guy and now works on Baldur's gate 3 said quote i'm very competitive i went and played final fantasy 7 was like Oh my god, these characters make ours look like a bunch of cardboard cutouts. This is terrible. And I guess that inspired him to then go make such epic and important Baldur's Gate's characters like um, Baldur, presumably. And um, I, don't, I don't know anything about Baldur's Gate, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Yeah. I need to check it out. I, it sounds like I'd probably be interested in it. Well, it. I, I don't know that much about the Forgotten Realms setting, so all I really know about characters is that, uh, like, there's that vampire guy that a bunch of people have gone horny for, and that there's a druid that turns into a bear you can have sex with. Oh, of course. So, I've, I've not played through all of Baldur's Gate 3, but I'm maybe about halfway through. I'm, I'm doing it very, very slowly, because I'm an old-ass man now. Um, no, you're not. But... You're, like, 22. I'm not 22. You are anyways. Like 22. Anyways, um, 28. I, I do. I do think that um, the characters of Baldur's Gate three are probably are, are some of the most fleshed out I've seen in games in a long time. Though I, I think that a lot of the credit there goes specifically to the voice actors. Um, They, I mean, and part part of it is that because it's like a D and D game, you spend a lot of time just talking to the, uh, talking to the like PCs in your party, um, about stuff. But I, 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 I think that at, at least this 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 is the game with the best voice acting. Okay. Oh, okay. Would you yeah, like for that best uh, best performance award at the Game Awards? It's pretty much down to uh, Baldur's Gate three versus Final Fantasy sixteen because. Baldur's Gate 3 is generally excellent. It's also 
uh, Ben Starr's take on Clive is also like some of the best uh, best writing and performance in in Final Fantasy in general, man. Mm, I've heard. Uh, Aiden or Cat Use, whatever your name is. Uh, would you recommend Baldur's Gate to me? Um, I think so. I mean, it it, it is very much not a, a JRPG. Um, I I know I know JRPG is like a kind of a dangerous word. I mean, we've talked about this a lot of times, but but I, I it but I I do I do think that um, it is a game that has well not just one story but a lot of stories depending on how you decide to play it. It is a game that has a lot of like stories that have that the developers have obviously put a lot of effort into trying to flesh out. I said it has the best voice acting. Um and I don't and and the boss fights are pretty interesting. The the, the combat system is D D. So if so you, you will enjoy the oh. combat if and only if you if you if you can put up with D D. Oh I wouldn't played. like it then. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, also yeah. unlike unlike most modern D and D games, it's actual actually turn based instead of uh, the real time with pause that has uh, been the foundation of uh, Western uh, Western D and D based RPGs for like two decades. Yeah. When I say D and D, I mean it, it is literally five E D and D with minor corrections. Like Greece actually works now. Okay. I, I don't mean yeah. it's uh, like an action RPG. Because when I think I was excited until then, man, I fucking hate D and D combat. Okay. It's so I, I, I just I'm not I'm not gonna say it's bad or anything. I'm just gonna say I hate it. When I think of D and D as a video game, I go all the way back to like NES, like Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, Heroes of the Lance crap, which are like the the worst friggin' side scrolling games you could ever imagine. I'm I'm guessing it is not that. Uh... No, I, 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 I mean like I, I, I mean like the play the, the I, I, I mean like turn-based combat, um, not on a grid like Final Fantasy Tactics or I guess like I guess actual D&D would be on a grid. But I mean like turn-based combat using the basically the rules of the Five E Player's Handbook. Okay. Yeah. We're already up to the fifth oh. edition. Yeah. I remember I when the sixth edition will be in a few years. Really, I, I remember when like the fourth edition came out, like in twenty ten. Or is my brain not functioning anymore? I don't. No, that was that was around when the fourth edition came out, but everyone hated it, so they quickly rushed out the fifth edition. Okay. I mean, the, 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 I think I think when people <clears> say <throat> they hate D combat, they probably they, there's a good chance they mean they they hate fourth edition combat because fourth edition combat takes a very long time. Hmm. Everything has like 500 HP. All right. Yeah, so... I think also like a bunch of the time scale gets screwed because uh, gets screwed up because like the first two editions of the game were around for forever, and then and then the third and a half edition also was around for a long time. Okay. So third final news report. This is the most important one by far. Uh, there's now Pizza Hut items in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh yeah, that, you Pizza can. Hut items. Yeah, that, that that was a promotional uh, thing from a while back that they've now just added to the cash store, so you can have the. You can get the eat pizza remote now. Oh, you the know thing what? Is, when they, when I don't they think they this actually that, is like... Pizza Hut. I think it's just generic pizza. 
It's, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Domino's because when they did this back in the day, it was a promo for some pizza store, probably Domino's. And the problem is, you the, the promo was you would buy a Domino's pizza on Grubhub, and they were supposed to give you the emote in game if you did that. Um, the problem is that this didn't really work, and so a bunch of people bought Domino's pizzas and then didn't get the emote because the the, the system was just broken, and they never really compensated people for all their like bullshit pizzas. But now they added it to the cash shop. Like yeah, it's probably Domino's because back around when uh, when Heavensward was new, there was a there was like a promotion where you could buy Final Fantasy fourteen from Domino's. I have not had Domino's in like twenty years, but my my impression of it is quite bad. Yep, it's not good. It's not all that. Don't <laughs> don't do Domino's. Probably better than Papa John's though. I've I've had Papa John's in the last five years, and it was. Unbelievably US bad. Papa John's is not good. UK Papa John's is the shit though. Like it's the one thing I miss about my home country. You can't find better pizza in the United States than in England. No, like legit. Like, um, they have such good they they have a whole ass vegan menu in UK oh. Papa John's, which is actually legit. Like it's actually really creative what they did with it. And then US Papa John's, you go on it, you search vegan Papa John's, and then it's just a webpage telling you, nope, just order it out the cheese. Like, it's oh, like, no. what? Yeah, I, oh, you love it's... pizza too, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Oh, I love oh. it, man. That's why I always make my own. Okay, so it wasn't Domino's. It's any pizza on, that you buy on Grubhub. Yeah. But... Uh... All right, so it's yeah. just generic pizza, not yeah. any brand of any kind. I just assume Pizza Hut, because Pizza Hut is extremely popular in East Asia. Like, if you ever go to Thailand or anywhere, you will see incredible things on their posters, like shrimp and lobster and all kinds of just incredible things happening on those pizza slices. Sadly, I never got to try any. The nearby Pizza Hut, I only ever see horrifying things advertised. Yeah. um, KFC, also extremely popular in China for some reason. But that is chicken, not chocobos, if that makes you feel any better. KFC is popular in every place other than the U.S. It's, it's funny. It's awful in the U.S. I have it's not really been in a long time. Yeah, yeah, from what I have heard from, from, like, just general sentiment, it's just that American KFC is uniquely awful. Yep. Yeah, I would say go to any other fried chicken place except for Chick-fil-A, which is extremely boring. A lot of people hype about it for some reason. And uh, Papa because John... Because it's homophobic. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I should mention, of course, that Chick-fil-A uh, supports a lot of really shitty things. And Papa John's, the actual Papa John, is a notorious racist. So <laughs> Yeah, which is why he's gone from the company. <laughs> yeah. That's why he does not do ads with Peyton Manning anymore. Oh. All right. So, speaking of food... <laughs> Speaking of loud noises from Techno's microphone, um, speak. Yeah, there was like a spill. Don't worry. Uh, I'm sorry. Speaking of food, in America, which is where I think all of us are, except for some color mage, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was almost an entirely American podcast, but but some color mage were still welcome. Don't worry. Uh, In (laughs) this past Thursday, we had our tradition called Thanksgiving, which is where you eat a lot of turkey and various other foods uh, with family and friends and um, 
watch actually really bad games of football. It was a very bad day for football. American football, yes, yes. For the other listeners out there. Football. There's one football. Not as not. There's there's many footballs. There's Canadian football. There's Australian rules football. There's and then there's real football. football, which is watched by millions of people and is the most popular sport in the world. That's correct. There's arena football. There's many types of football. And then there's soccer, of course. No, there's not. That that word does not exist. That's bullshit. Whoever came up with that, it was some quack from Oxford. We don't have to listen to what some twat from Oxford said. Right? When you use your foot to kick a ball, it's called football. You, you know that soccer is an abbreviation of association. No, of football, I know the history yes. behind it. I'm fully aware of the history behind it. But what I'm also fully aware of is languages evolve. Languages evolve and change over time. And over time, people have accepted in most of the world that when you use your foot to kick a ball, that sport is called football. But in some parts of the world, they just have not accepted that yet. And it is just mind blowing to me. You know, the, the, the World Cup, which is the most watched event in the world by far, it has viewers in the like billions or something like that, you know, and that the, we're not, we're not ex- agreed on the name of this sport is ridiculous to me. Techno Absolutely Techno is making a bold statement for language prescriptivism. Yes, he is. Look, I don't I, know what I, that means, but <laughs> I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with that's probably what I'm doing. But I'm, just, I'm, just I'm tell saying you, this to someone who actually really enjoys American football. It just doesn't get to be called football. I'm going to tell you that it's the English that came up with the word football, and it's also the English no, that came up. No, it's some twat from Oxford who came up with the word football, right? What, wait, it's what? some twat from what's Oxford. Go, what's going and, on now? <laughs> okay. so some guy from Oxford came up with... Okay, some guy from Oxford came up with the S word. Okay. Right. I just bugs buddied you. I can't believe it. Oh, for fuck's sake, you did. All right. (laughs) Some guy from Oxford came up with that word. Right. And then um, it got exported to other places, basically, without them realizing that the working class were calling it football and the upper class were using the S word. So you're being classist when you use the S word. I'm just telling you, the English came up with the word football, they came up with the word soccer, and we imported it, and we just used the word that you guys came up with. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree, I fully accept that it's Oxford's fault, you know, those twats are wrong, what's wrong with the world. Okay. But, I also, you know, I'm going to tell you, Techno, I have some like, expertise Anyway, here. this is, we've derailed the whole conversation already, but <laughs> with I have some this expert- silly little argument. I have some expertise here because I am a champion soccer player. The Bayonne Soccer League third grade, my team won the entire thing. I am a champion. I am one of the greatest sportsmen to ever live, I'd say. I was on the defense the entire time because they never let me play offense because the good kids got to play offense. Yep. Yeah. That's how it works. But, um, yeah, it was Thanksgiving, so everyone watches an NFL game, right? You don't have Um, to watch an NFL game, yeah. You could, uh, yeah, you could talk politics family, with your relatives. That's another option. So this was the first time I've ever had a Thanksgiving with my own family. They actually came over from England. Um, you know, they came over just for like house stuff in general, but we decided let's, let's time it around Thanksgiving because it'll be fun. Um, 
and uh yeah we made a lot of really really good food um but th thanksgiving is a truly wonderful wonderful part of american culture like it, i think most would argue probably the best part of american culture you know it's where you literally you sit around with your family at the table and you say what you're thankful for like it's just it's just a beautiful beautiful day and it was it was a lot of fun and um in that time people make a lot of different foods you know so sometimes it's turkey we for obvious reasons don't eat turkey in my family right we make a lot a lot of different things and it's super creative what people come up with for their feast and then you have the leftovers from that for you know they remain in the fridge for the next few weeks but what, um what actually did you guys make if without a protein yeah, so uh, we used a lot of sweet potatoes for our protein. So um, we made a really good sweet potato pie. And we made this one. Uh, we made tamales um, with, with like a mix of roasted vegetables in it. And um, it, was, it actually tasted beautiful. It actually tasted extremely good. And then we had another pie that we made where we used marshmallows on the top. Um... Yeah, it was it was it was very good. Uh, Kat, you how was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was all right. Um, I uh, I went to so one of my coworkers every year insists on making an obscene amount of food and feeding everyone who is just like who 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 wants to show up. Uh, and I didn't have anything else to do, so I went to that and. Um, yeah, he, he, he made far more food than the like 20 something people there could possibly eat. I, I don't know how he did it. Um, and it was very good. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I met family here in New Jersey. I made a pecan pie with a lot of bourbon in it, which was too oh, much bourbon. Pie. Too much bourbon yeah, for the younger kids, but they just got to grow up and drink their bourbon. That's what I got to say <laughs> on that. Um, I've been working with all the leftovers they gave us i made a turkey soup this afternoon oh nice yeah made a big ass gobbler sandwich on friday my favorite part of thanksgiving the day after thanksgiving and uh some color mage um i would ask how your thanksgiving was but you didn't have one yeah i'm australian we did that stuff on christmas yeah yeah we we did it on christmas as well but I think Americans have Christmas and Thanksgiving, so it's kind of sweet. We do a lot of meals, and in fact, the culture's been creating yet more meals, because now there's Friendsgiving. Yeah, I heard about uh, that. So it's like, now there's like five big meals in the fall, and it's like... It's new... not like an official thing or anything, but like, you know, some, some people like to have their own quote-unquote Friendsgiving, which is like Thanksgiving, but among a smaller group of people. So it's like, all right, and you have your, you have your Halloween party, you have your Yom Kippur big meal. Of course, everyone's Jewish, I assume. Uh, you <laughs> have your Christmas dinner, you have your Thanksgiving, you have your Friendsgiving, you have your works Thanksgiving, and it's like everything you could do to not gain five pounds over the course of the fall. Yeah, if, and if you don't have Yom Yom Kippur, if you're Muslim, you have Eid, and if you're Hin, I think Diwali is around this time. Look, I might be yes. wrong about that. This would be around the time that all of the big harvest fall uh, holidays would happen. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all in a short few few months time, basically. 
there's a lot of stuff happens. I, I didn't realize the new weight loss regime just dropped uh, atheism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually done well. I think I only gained a pound over the last Good week, word. despite everything. So, uh, so Final Fantasy, uh, we like to eat in the real world, but eating in Final Fantasy is somewhat difficult considering they are pixelated foods and have no actual mass or nutrient or flavor, since video games at this point cannot simulate those things. But uh, we figured, you know what, we don't really got anything else to really talk about, so let's talk about Final Fantasy food. Yeah, so um, I think the main the main topic we'll probably get to, which is fourteen. But crash into me, and I'll crash into you. In the error of my ways, and I've realized that we're doing to the espers is bad, and it's very obvious that he's going to betray you at that point. Uh, what did I miss? I crashed in the middle of but, Techno's speech. You know, when it happens, it's kind of... Techno is telling us about the Gestel's, like, peace dinner. Yeah. Final Fantasy VI. Alright, so yeah. none of that none of that would be on the recording at this point. Okay. Rip. Okay. Right. Well, uh, I'll start from the beginning. Yeah, okay. so, Final Fantasy VI has a feast in it, and that's the earliest example I can think of of food really being plot relevant in this series and that's basically when emperor gestal says i'm totally surrendering you know i've completely seen the error of my ways and i've realized that i was wrong this whole time so that's so that so then he throws the feast for everyone and you have that mini game where you have to talk to as many soldiers as you possibly can and it's kind of silly but um yeah that happens and then it's meant to be like this super ominous thing so since then, I've, I've only ever thought of like a feast in Final Fantasy as being an ominous thing that's spelling doom to come afterward. Well, it could be like in Final Fantasy VIII where uh, Zell nearly chokes to death on hot dogs, which I think are just bread in the oh, yeah. original translation, right? Yeah, it's, it's bread that he translates it to hot dogs. <laughs> if only it was Yakisoba oh, Pan. That'd be that'd be delicious. Yakisoba pan kicks ass. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably was yakisoba. It's so many carbs though. It's carbs on top of carbs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, food, of course, is not a major part of Final Fantasy like it is in you know Ultima or some other video games where you actually do have to eat to survive. Uh, they're not really healing items either. You don't really knock into a wall and get a wall chicken as you do in Castlevania, but. Food does happen, I guess, more or less. Mostly, it's happening those... more often. Yes. Mostly those greens that you give to chocobos, actually. Yeah. You know, that's for chocobo breeding. And uh, Koopo nuts, or whatever you call them, which you give to Moogles. Yeah. Are they Koopo nuts? Is my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you you're right. Because there's that one Moogle in Final Fantasy IX that says that he's Koopo for Koopo Nuts. Yep. Yeah. That did happen. It did, God. yeah. Uh, yeah, but slowly, uh, there's a new trend in video games, which I think Breath of the Wild kind of pushed upon this, where lots of games now have cooking mini-games in them. Like, uh, I recently right. played Sea of Stars, and there's a elaborate cooking mini-game in that, just for your basic healing items. 
And I mean, the food. Did I start with Final Fantasy XI, maybe? I don't know, because I'm not sure if Final Fantasy XI actually exists. <laughs> I, I think I mean... there. Yeah, there's, oh my god, there's a huge section of the FF11 Cyclopedia, uh, and the, the okay, the, the font is so fucked up that I can't see anything, but um, in, in, in principle, there is an enormous cooking system in Final Fantasy XI that goes on for pages and pages and pages. Oh yeah, it didn't shock me. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. yeah, 11's, uh, <clears throat> 11's uh, crafting is complicated and full of... Uh full of uh, a bunch of urban legends that uh, people like swore were really important to getting things to work until uh, a couple years ago when uh, when the uh, current producer said on reddit no no none of these theories are true it's all it's all just random chance huh we you know it's weird that now that people can like break into game code all these urban legends are basically dead oh yeah mm -hmm. so like the whole Aerith the whole Aerith is dead thing. It can be brought back thing. That's yeah. yeah, that died. It's a whole it's a whole like subculture of video games where people would like actually believe that you had to do X, Y, and Z and it would be more successful for whatever reason. It, like I there's been recently a lot of myths about roller coaster tycoon that have come out. Like apparently guests don't actually need to drink at all. They've gone into the code and it turns out nope, no reason for them to drink. They'll they're fine just eating. What? Yeah. Uh, I, I might be not saying that exactly correctly, but there's entire YouTube channels where they go deep into the code and know every single little thing about it, including that guests are very bad at turning left. They're good at turning right, but not turning left. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Before we move on to the double-digit games, we should also mention, of course, the character that most represents food in all of Final Fantasy, Quinn yeah. Quinn. Of course, yeah. I, I don't know how I forgot Kina, or how I'm supposed to pronounce it. I don't know how I forgot... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I forgot that whole scene where, like, you know, Aiko has to... Aiko has to cook for all the Moogles and for all the guests. And then it gets ruined. I don't know how I completely forgot that scene. I don't really remember that scene, to be honest. Yeah, she has to prove that she's like a like the perfect homemaker to 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 Zidane. To Zidane yeah, and then it goes wrong. Well, Quinna, of course, uh, is has no gender because there you cannot fit gender with that much hunger. You must sacrifice yep. other things. Mm -hmm. uh, Quinna yep. once considered jumping into a lake to eat the moon, but then they decided that they would die if they did mm -hmm. that. And life must continue in order for you to get to your next meal. Also, they eat a lot of frogs. I'm not... A lot of frogs. Yeah, I'm not sure if we can support that on the wiki podcast, considering one of our admins is a frog in real life. Uh, anyway, Final Fantasy 15, right? Or... Or should we do 14 first? No, I think 14 is going to be a bigger topic, so I think we can get 15 out of the way. Right, because Catchy's has one thing related to 14, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have something prepared. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, Benora Apples and Crisis Core. Remember them. Uh, they exist. They're, they're a metaphor for something involving Shakespeare. 
they're a metaphor yeah. for uh, right. socialist revolution, I believe. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yes. No, unironically, I think that's actually like not what? far from the truth. Really? Yeah, it was something <laughs> about like, oh, you know, the rich had their fields of banana apples, but the poor had to like sometimes steal them. And so maybe, maybe if you steal a banana apple, it's not the worst thing in the world, or like something ridiculous like that. Oh, I was, I was just shit posting when I said socialist revolution, but but on ironically, you might have gotten it right. <laughs> well, as it turns out, the answer to everything: socialist revolution. <laughs> Do not be afraid of being a Jacobin. Go for it. So, uh, yeah. So, Final Fantasy fifteen is the game that is most famous for food i'd say considering most of it is just driving around the desert and sometimes your friend with glasses will come up with new recipes and cook them for you and they apparently spent an enormous amount of money designing an entire food engine for the game and recreating every one of those meals and even going through all the trouble to make sure that every one of them was cookable on a campfire so this is something I'm going to come back to later. But this this is this has always been so weird to um, to me because it you know this is a fantasy setting. You should be making you know we should be making all sorts of crazy ridiculous meals that you could never think of in real life. But instead, everything that they made had to be re- reproducible by real world chefs under like strong constraints. Well, what's interesting about that is that as far as I can tell, fantasy food is less of a thing. Most of the time, like Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin is obsessive about his food, but it's all real food that actually exists. Uh, and yeah. In the Lord of the Rings movie, there's famously the scene of the uh, Stuart of Gondor going and eating his cherry tomatoes. Big squishy, big bites, just squirting all over the place. One, one gets hungry watching these movies. So, yeah, it's not like people come up with fantasy food. They just, like, imagine... Also, I should point out that, uh, you know, if Lord of the Rings is supposed to be our past, they would not have had tomatoes, considering they're a new world, new world food, not an old world, world food. This bugs me all the time. Like, Game of Thrones, they have potatoes. They, they couldn't have potatoes if this is supposed to be a medieval European region. Maybe that's you the fantasy. Leak, leaks and more leaks. Maybe that's the fantasy. It's like, what if medieval times, but they had corn? <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I live in North Jersey, so there actually is a medieval times dinner and tournament right by my house. So, guess what was on the menu for that? The potatoes and tomatoes, I'm sure. There's tomato soup, which they would not have had, potatoes, and corn. And the one thing that was at all historically accurate was a roast chicken. Everything else completely wrong. Interesting. Yeah. And I am the only patron there who cared. And even though I was drunk out of my ass because the drinks are extremely strong there, I still had to complain. Crash into me. And I'll crash into you. When died. Yeah. God, this is so annoying. Okay, how much did we lose this time? Uh, only about 30 seconds. Firefox just oh, keeps crashing. I don't know what the hell I can do at this point. Rip. This is the last time this computer will be used for one of these recordings. This is this is it. I can't... It cannot function even for this very small computative task. Uh, why don't we get to Cat Use's recipe stuff so that way uh, 
you know, we can yeah, wrap so we this finished... up before this com- before this computer dies for good. You know. Yeah, we finished fifteen basically. You know? Yeah. All yeah. all there is to say about it is it gives you a bunch of buffs if you make the right meal, and apparently like, this it looks meal... good. Like, it looks, yeah, it does it... look good, but it also looks very generic. No, it's a fantastic like the best graphics in that game. Honestly, looks oh, better the than food, the yeah, absolutely. yeah. No, I mean that the actual items of food themselves are quite generic and not very, not very fantastical. Uh, I don't know. I might disagree. I it's it's kind of funny late in the game uh, after uh, Ignis has been blinded and uh, one dungeon you go to has a rest stop and because Ignis can't cook, your only options are put a put a can of something on the fire. Or if you had the foresight to buy buy cup noodles, you can put one of those on instead. Oh yeah, we're forgetting the most important food related thing of Final Fantasy, the cup of noodles uh thing for Decidia <laughs> and for Final Fantasy fifteen. Not, yep. not this truly is like a spoiled brat. The only thing he knows how to make is cup noodles if his servant isn't there to help him. Yeah. Well he's he's like nineteen. That's all I knew how to cook when I was nineteen. If you couldn't microwave it it was beyond my abilities. I remember I once cooked fish when I was like 23, and I was so proud of myself. All I did was put it in the oven. That's all I needed to do. Mm. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You can actually make food. This is a thing that's possible in the world. Uh, so, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, sorry, sorry, give me one sec. Okay. All right, we can vamp for a little while. Uh, yeah, so 14 has a cooking mechanic in it, right? And the cooking mechanic was yeah. so successful that they made us a whole-ass cookbook. I do not have this cookbook because I'm vegan, so I probably can't make most of it. But well, there is a, there, There's a whole thing in the back about, like, dietary restrictions and how to modify the, the recipes. Oh, um, is it? Oh, oh, oh! But, I should I should mention the Final Fantasy fifteen does not have an official cookbook, but you can find a PDF online where the fans have recreated every single one of those things. Yeah, it's recipes. fantasy because they're all real world recipes. So yeah. So knowing that knowing that the book does cater to me, I might actually get it. I legit well, did not know that. I'm going to go ahead and go through some of the recipes in here that I think are either interesting or that I've made. Or, I mean, and, and also some things that should be in here but aren't, uh, or may- maybe they'll be in the sequel. Okay, so let's start in the first chapter, which is uh, breakfast. So so the very first recipe is ar- almond cream croissants. And, and so, so, so throughout this book, I, I should say, that throughout this book, the, the, the narrative of this book is that there's this Mughal and this Namazu that are traveling around to Theris trying to learn about all the different foods that people eat in the world. Um, and sometimes, and so all of the food comes with some lore, but sometimes it's kind of half-assed. And a lot of this, basically, all of this food is is stuff that you can make as a culinarian to get buffs for your party, uh, uh, in game. Uh, and so, because because this is an MMORPG, and every patch, the the item level goes up, they need to have higher and higher item level foods. So there is a very large collection of things you can make with a culinarian, only a small fraction of which fit into this two hundred something page book. Um, and only a very small fraction, which I will be talking about today. Okay, so the very the very first recipe in here is almond cream croissants. Um, Sounds amazing, I'll be honest. 
And that, that is that that that's okay. But then you turn the page and you realize that there is a version that is uh, on extreme difficulty. It is the Yoshi P Bard <laughs> himself uh, told the uh, uh, somehow like magically persuaded this Namazu to make a croissant primal that is forty moms wow. that's forty miles tall. And and what this amounts to in real life is that the extreme version is you bake everything from scratch yourself. Wait, so you have to bake a croissant that's forty miles tall in your actual okay, well, kitchen? Well, well, no. They they the the, the actual croissant is like it, it is like the size of a little plate. Okay. But it it but it the it, it but it is still a very long and complicated recipe because you are making a very fancy creamy croissant all by yourself. Yeah, oh, from from completely scratch ingredients. So you cannot use Pillsbury Doughboy to go and make your Final Fantasy fourteen fantasy. Yeah, the Yoshi P Bard will make fun of you for not being a real gamer if you do that. Well, I also oh. try to cook everything from scratch when I am baking, so I would actually do that. But I am somewhat afraid to make croissants because I imagine they're very very fiddly, and the French yeah. scare me in general, to be honest. So so. So, so the other two breakfasts that, so these I actually have made. I have not made the croissants. The other two breakfasts that I've made are not vegan, uh, unfortunately. The farmer's breakfast and the wood wild, wood, wild wood scrambled eggs. The scrambled eggs are scrambled eggs. Um, and yeah. I think the lore is just that the, the, the Namazu like went to the farmer's market and he couldn't find anything because people had already bought everything. So he just bought some eggs. Are they very um, creamy scrambled eggs or like normal scrambled eggs? Uh, there's some there's some sour cream and some heavy cream and then there's some shiitake mushrooms. Okay. But but otherwise they are scrambled eggs. Um, oh. But the farmer's breakfast, and, and I mean they're pretty good. But they, they, it's 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 kind of a filler item. They just they just threw it in. Um, the farmer's breakfast though. Uh, so, so 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 there's some lengthy explanation of how this is made by Lenotian farmers because it is a lot of. Uh, because they have a lot of hard labor and indeed and this is super easy to make and so this is actually more accurate in that it is easy to make it's just an omelet with an ungodly amount of potatoes and kielbasa in it uh huh. you just sort of put it you just sort of put it in the oven and let it go um so poland I mean, exists in the final fantasy 14 world yes okay. but but so this is this is this is something that's confusing is that this is explicitly from lenosha um however Lenosha is very far away from Garlemald, and Garlemald is basically Russia, or maybe like the eastern part of Ukraine. I mean, I think at one point Garlemald was supposed to be Roman, but then at some point the developers changed their mind it's, and made it Russian. It's basically... Uh, okay, so like, this is something that they actually uh, explained uh, on a while back in the FanFest, where uh, um, uh, with uh, Koji Fox and... Uh, oh. God, I mind blank the current lead translator's name. Kate uh, talking about uh, yeah, Kate, uh, Kate Quinner, uh, the, and uh, talking about uh, the cultural influences and like, yeah, a big thing of uh, Gallimold, uh, you know, to uh, uh, to do the big empire. It, it's Latin, but also, but also when they had to actually add Gallimold to the game in Endwalker, they were thinking about where where it actually is, and you know, they're basically frozen wasteland how how would that culturally affect things and like oh like russia so so That's they sad. became a uh, roman russian well moscow is the third rome so it all it all fits together 
Yeah. And they and so one of the foods that is not in the book and that I have but is definitely in the game that Garleans explicitly eat an obscene amount of is borscht. Um, ah. Okay. So going into the second chapter, which is appetizers, there are a lot of appetizers, but a, a lot of them are what are called mie kebabs, which are um, kebabs with like, and the different kinds of kebabs, you know, there's like a, there's one with like bell peppers and onions and mushrooms and stuff. And then there's one with meat and then there's one with, uh, and then there's one with fish. And I, I have not made these, but I wanted to bring them up because they were kind of the thing that inspired me to want to talk about this on the podcast. Because something that has been trendy among in, in recent days among Final Fantasy XIV players on social media has been people saying, oh yeah, I want uh, my family asked me to make something for Thanksgiving. And then afterwards they said it was really good and they wanted to know what the recipe was. And I was too embarrassed to tell them where I got the recipe. Mm. And specifically an example that I think multiple people gave was these Mika Bobs. So I have not made these, I can't, I can't rate them, but um, apparently at, at the very least, the families of FF14 players on Twitter really like these things. That's good. Kebabs are not exactly all that. Really they're not that sophisticated. It's just meat and vegetables on a stick. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 these recipes are not complicated. I mean, just, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna skip bread entirely because I don't know anything about baking. Um, they also just kind of seem to be just like regular ass kinds of bread. Oh, I like um, I like baking. Okay, oh. so I'm gonna do one recipe each of of soup, main dishes, and side dishes, which all of which I have made. Oh, by um, the way, uh, if you're listening at home, you have to cook all these things in real time while the show is happening. Of course, of course. Of course. Um, so in the soup section, we have call senin, which is uh, also from Lenosha. Um, specifically, it's from Costa del Sol. So Costa del Sol, uh, you know, is, is apparently inspired by whales. The FF14 Costa del Sol. So it's not, clear, it's not inspired by Spain, which actually does have a Costa del Sol. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's more seventh thing. Like okay. um... yeah, it's. I think I honestly think the only reason it's called Costa del Sol is just because that, that's what it's named after. Well, it's named after the reference. Yeah. And Britain, famously an island with tons of of sunlight. Oh yeah. Well, you know the seaside towns are all right, but okay. they're not. They're not all that. Sorry, can't well, use continue. Well, like yeah. Well, like you know, Britain is you know kind of north in the real world in. In uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen, well, uh, this equivalent is uh, relatively equatorial. <laughs> so, so, so this is a very good recipe. Um, I mean, I, I, it, it is basically vegan. I mean, I think they say that the rec they recommend chicken stock, but you can use vegetarian stock instead. Yeah, I mean, vegetable stock. I guess you, you'd have to probably change out the cream for something else. And but, um, I mean, it is it is basically a vegan recipe. Um, I, I make this a lot because I, I'm, I'm getting old, as I keep saying, and I, I need to stop eating trash all the time. You are the youngest um, one here, I think, by far, right? Yeah, we're, we're all getting old. Okay. I guess we're back, all... Back, back in the old days, the Final Fantasy Wiki was run by 12-year-olds. Yeah, you're right. Um, and But but, but somehow the, the, the lore is kind of half-assed. It's, it's just... Uh, oh, the... the, 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 the what, what's his face? The, the horny guy from Costa del Sol made uh, his, yeah Gira Juju made his chef uh, make this yeah um, and uh, okay so main dish is the one that I made is uh, creamy salmon pasta which is another one that doesn't really have lore other than the Namazu again went to the market and couldn't find any fresh salmon so he bought a smoked salmon um, 
And uh, this is also pretty good. It's a little, I, I think the way that I made it is a little bland, but maybe, maybe I, I think the, the, the issue is that I maybe don't have experience cooking with Guy Lon and maybe I could have done it a bit better. That's pretty good. And, and also these, the, these are the things that these, these, these like main dish, side dish soup choices that I've mentioned are all like pretty easy to make. I, I think they understand that they are making a book, a cookbook for gamers who don't know how to take care of themselves. Oh man, oh. brutal. I mean, none of these recipes are none of these recipes. I feel like are super related to the game, other than that they are briefly either that they're in the culinary option or they're briefly mentioned in the game at some point. Like mashed potatoes yeah, and, is literally, literally just mashed potatoes. Yeah, and aside from uh, the one that has an extreme difficulty variant, they're all relatively simple right yeah well i i think so there's the chocobo cake which looked complicated and the the pizza also looked complicated but i will say some things about i, I will say some things about charlian later what is a chocobo um, cake and, um... does that have actual chocobo in it or no the chocobo cake? cake uh the chocobo cake is a cake um i don't really know why is, it's called a chocobo is, cake is that the one that they have uh, like a a video of the voice actors trying to make one i believe so yes no this um, is this is a freaking complicated ass cake okay they there's like a, you, you have to make the sugar yourself you have to make the whipped cream yourself there's like multiple layers you got like strawberries in the middle layer and in the top layer and i don't really know what this has to do with cho oh this is called a chocobo cake because if you if you go chocobo racing because this game rips off of final fantasy 7 it has chocobo racing yep. um Apparently, the Moogle thinks that you should feed your chocobo chocobo cake to make it run faster. Okay, so this is a strawberry cake. It looks like vanilla with... Yeah, like, this a is white an enormous vanilla strawberry cake, yes. Okay, you know what? This looks like just like a basic Japanese strawberry cake, is my assumption of what this is. I, mean, I think I'm just very bad at baking, and so seeing like two pages of instructions intimidates me. Uh, there is a five-hour video of some lady cooking this. Five hours is a long time for a cake, honestly. Yeah. Even... I mean, I think the recipe says it will take a few hours to make. Uh, you're making everything from scratch. I'm assuming you're also making the icing from scratch. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. It, it, it has you make... It, if you don't want to disappoint Yoshi P, you have to make everything from scratch, <laughs> so he thinks you're a true gamer. Well, this is, <laughs> this is genuinely how I make my cakes, is I make everything from scratch. Sometimes um, it does not work out. Sometimes cakes get stuck in pans, and it is it is a moment of deep, deep, horrible sadness where you want to leave your life behind and go live in a bog and f subsist on raw fish for the rest of your life. It's tough. So, so since we're in the dessert section, let us let us move on to the coffee biscuit, um, which I have not made, um, but my fiance keeps bugging me to make. And th and the, the thing about this is that the recipe, I'll say why the recipe is horrifying for lore related reasons, but the recipe is kind of horrifying in practice and that they basically, I mean, obviously you have flour and you have eggs, right? But then you just have an obscene amount of sugar and espresso powder um, and also some chocolate. A lot chocolate. of espresso powder? Well, you have a tablespoon of espresso. Okay, I guess this is for 24 cookies. So one tablespoon of espresso powder isn't that bad. That's but, I mean, still quite a bit, honestly. Yeah, they're, they're, you got a lot of sugar, a lot of espresso, a lot of chocolate, and keep in mind that it is mentioned many times in the Stormblood in, in like the Stormblood post game that Reen and Geyer are going to go on a date to eat coffee biscuits. 
Now, these are two teenage girls whose magical girl powers have accidentally ended the world, almost accidentally ended the world once and twice if you did the raid on Savage difficulty. <laughs> oh, wait, are these, um, this is the lesbian couple from that yes. one expansion? This, is, this is the lesbians from, Sh from Shadowbringers, yes. Yeah, one's a goth, is, one's the... very girly, yes. Yeah, right. yeah, this I, is the Ethanach. I would not, if I had a teenage daughter, I would not want her eating these because I would not want to have to deal with her afterwards. And that's assuming that she's like a normal ass person. And if she like loses control of her power, she might not accidentally destroy the universe or something. Yeah. So th these things are horrifying. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, so, so like uh, for, for uh, any, uh... For anyone who's not aware, in the second part of Eden, uh, you basically uh, uh, figured out that you know you can restore elements to the to the first shard after it's almost been completely destroyed, then balanced towards light by by using Eden's powers to create uh, to recreate primals that you've created on on uh, the source and kill them, distributing their ether all around the land, and at one point and it turns out the Warrior of Light's memory is extremely shit, so he ends up doing things like imagining Titan being part all-terrain vehicle. Um, and eventually they have to do um, they have to do ice uh, on the elemental wheel, like ice is the closest element to light and, you know, there's already too much light in the area, so... So, and they hear about how Shiva was summoned, and it's like, oh, oh, sh oh, the Shiva in the, in our world isn't actually uh, its own independent being. It's basically someone that the summoner channels onto themselves. So, so, so Ryan is like, okay, let's do that. That huh. turns out to be a fucking horrible idea. Fuck and this. she, and she nearly, she nearly freezes the entire planet. Final Fantasy fourteen is weird. Yeah. Well, this, this this is the most heavily Nomura involved part of the game. Um, I believe it. There's a there, goth there girl. Are, I know what yeah, Nomura's into. Yeah, there's like a weird so. keyblade. <laughs> I think there's like multiple like bosses like with weird keyblade symbols in that raid. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so that's desserts. Moving on to drinks. Um, so, my 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 fiance really likes espresso con panna. And the, the more justification for this is that Yastola drinks it while she's reading a book. Um, <laughs> I, 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 this, this is not, I mean, so, so, so Yastola is like kind of a, someone who pretends to be very serious, but it's kind of flamboyant and ridiculous. And this, this actually fits her character completely because this drink is totally impractical. Uh, it takes a ton of work to make just for like two shots of espresso in like a little glass and some like cream on top. Can you tell you me to, what's like, actually in this drink? Um, you, it's, it's like two espresso shots in a little glass and then, and then there's like whipped cream and sour cream and a bunch of sugar and vanilla. And the, the reason why this is a ton of work is just cause you have to like stand mix the fricking cream and make peaks and shit oh, just, yeah. just for a little cup of coffee. Well, you could just buy whipped cream, like from a nozzle thingy like from a store. I guess. Yeah. But, but, but you still have to like, I, I don't know. You have to, you have to like. You have to get the sugar and, and vanilla to, to, to mix into it, okay. I guess. Maybe, maybe you can do that with store-bought whipped cream. I just don't know how. I would th this is this is this fits just all his character. I would say out of all these recipes, the one I most want to make is this strawberry cake because I feel like Yoshi P has 
has thrown a gauntlet down on me. <laughs> so the next time we have a IRL wiki thing, I will make that strawberry cake. Very good. Yeah. Um, so so pixie berry tea is something that I've made multiple times. Um, so for some reason, um, so I said that Costa del Sol is Wales and uh, Ilmeg, which is the, the fairy country, is, is Scotland. Everyone there is, is Scottish. Um, and uh, and so, so, so naturally, this is a southern sweet tea. Um, <laughs> what? Excuse me. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. uh, but this is this is this is a this is a, like a green tea um, with lots of sugar and like like strawberries that have like dissolved into the tea over the course of like like twelve hours or something like that. It, it's very good. I, I, I like this. Huh. And there's a picture of a giant beaver in front of it. Oh no, the fucking beaver! Yeah, this is not an Indian. So that, that's just that, an actual beaver. Yes. Yes. The, just the beavers in Final beaver Fantasy XIV that... are eldritch abominations. Okay. Still not an innuendo, right? No, no, they okay. literally are just I'm eldritch abominations. Okay. What? All right, don't worry about it. Like, like, okay. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a preview page for for Encyclopedia Rayosia three. Yeah, like, you can look at the previews. One of the pages is, is about the beavers. And, and like, the, the, like showing about what they actually are, and it get, just gets cut off by a giant bloodstain. Still not an innuendo, right? God damn. Still not oh, an is, we're literally right? talking about beavers. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so we're getting my brain. Dis, my brain works in very hetero yeah. ways. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> so, getting near the end, the last like drink that is actually a drink that is on here is warm wine, which is uh, Bancred's fla favorite flavor of uh, mold red wine with lots and lots of cherries. Um, this is very sweet. I mean, this, this is good. Uh, I, I, but I, I've only made this once. because I, I think if you drink, if you make this more often, you'll become too, too often, you'll become an alcoholic. And Bancred is a sad dad, so maybe he actually is an alcoholic. What so is maybe this is lore friendly. What is mold red wine? Because I saw the, uh, the girl on great british baking show she made something with it recently uh i mean you 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 make you, you you take wine you put it in a pot and you like simmer it with like cinnamon and spices and and in oh. this case also cherries and oranges so it's kind of like a sangria sort of yeah kind of all right huh all right well today I'm so learning. so i will have to try so this. so so also in the drinks category are a lot of different kinds of potions. Now, um, these are also things that I have not made, and if you make them, you should make them very sparingly. Um, because these potions are basically just different kinds of gin and tonic with different uh, syrups that have been, and like liqueurs that have been chosen so that the drink, the potion resemble, has the same like color and like, I guess, carbonation properties of like a, of the potions in like little, in, the little in-game like icons of potions. Um, yeah, these things, I think you would, get drunk off of very quickly which is a, a, maybe an improvement over final fantasy 15's potions which are canonically just red bull oh gross i will say in the final fantasy 14 cafe they did have individual drinks like cocktails for every single uh like job class so of course i ordered the dragoon one uh all non-alcoholic it was very disappointing yeah, I mean, there, there are notes in here about, oh, you could make this without alcohol, and it could be like a mocktail. I was like, I'm, then you're just drinking sugar water. That sounds horrible. I mean, unfortunately, my um, family is but, very okay. prone to so, heartburn, so, so we can't really do cocktails all that well anyway. 
this is this is tragic. Yeah. Um, so so then so I will wrap up by saying a few things that should have been in the book, and I, and I recognize this book came out before Endwalker, so hopefully so some of these are related to Endwalker, so hopefully they will be in a, a sequel. Um, so first of all is Archon Loaf, which is um, so so Charlian is a society of um, academics yes. who read the literature all day and don't do anything else, and I am an academic who reads the literature all day and don't do anything else, and. Sometimes I will drink Soylent, which is exactly like Archon Loaf, except you don't feel less hungry after drinking Soylent. Um, Soylent, as in the thing from 1970s, the Charlton no, Heston so, movie? No, so, Soylent, Soylent is in like the liquid nutritional supplement that you drink when you're too fucking lazy to eat something. Um, yeah, Soylent but, but Green. The, the it's made from people. Yeah, yeah, it is made from people. The, the problem with it is that it doesn't make you feel less hungry afterwards. Archon Loaf is basically Soylent. And everyone, everyone except the like academic losers talk about how horrible it tastes. This is something yeah. that was brought up like twenty times in Endwalker. Also, but, but, like in the yeah. in the game, this is like one of the most det lovingly deta detailed textures in the game. Just the Archon loaf. Uh, it it looks better than some characters' outfits. Like, uh, like yeah, it definitely comes up in uh, five point three when uh, when Graha's when Graha's dying of the crystal corruption stuff and like and like his outfit just looks all like 16 bit era pixelated and it'll be next to this slice of Archon Loaf which is just lovingly detailed it's like this just looks like this just looks like a whole wheat loaf of bread I'm looking at a picture but of it it is frequently mentioned that it tastes terrible and it completely solves your nutritional needs and they should put this in the book um okay so there's also this so so, so something that's mentioned a few times in heaven's word is the Samal tart which is apparently it's not actually a tart it's a cake that is it's a huge cake that looks like the holy mountain of the dravanian people which is uh Samal. and so it's just a it's just a huge cake that looks like the, a mountain and apparently Ishgardians eat this because they think that if they're eating their enemy's holy place it gives them superpowers <laughs> um which makes no fucking sense but whatever it, yeah, Ice Guardians are really fucking. They're weird ass Catholics. Um, but oh, I, they're I, I, the I, church that doesn't let you fuck dragons. I see. Yes, yeah, and they're, they're all is where the dragons that you can't fuck are. Yeah, yeah, they're basically Franco English Catholic. That should give you an impression of how fucking weird they are. Yeah, all the, that sounds the, 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 This this should have been in the book because it was because it, it, it's just an absurd concept of just a huge cake that looks like a mountain. It just makes no fucking sense. And then also another thing from Heaven's Word is happiness juice, because um, in this game, uh, naming ways people are called Blopperits, and they, they think that humans only eat carrots. And they, um, and they think that carrots are the most amazing thing in the world. And uh, happiness juice is carrot juice, but apparently there is something in it that makes it taste absolutely amazing. And I want to know what they put in the happiness juice that makes you so happy. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's just carrots, because carrots actually are the most amazing thing in the world. Well, I, I think it is mentioned that there is something other than carrots in there, but it's it's mysterious. It's the secret Krabby Patty formula. So th that should be in the book. Pure overall, LSD. Think, probably. <laughs> I, I, overall, I think this is a, a pretty good purchase. I, I would have liked to see more wacky stuff i would have liked to see maybe some more lore but the recipes in here are just like a, like actually like good recipes that you can make even if you're like a, a dumbass like me who doesn't know how to cook um and yes there is there are instructions on how to make them vegan or dairy free or 
alcohol nice. free or whatever. Love it. And if you're willing to look further, like there are communities of people who have tried to, you know, figure out the recipes of, of things you can make in game. So like, you know, there's there's more out there. That is that is my review of the Ultimate Final Fantasy XIV Online Cookbook, the Essential Culinary and Guide to Heidelin by Victoria Rosenthal, who's someone who I think her career is just making books like these for every video game. But the book is not online. It is the video game that is online. Yes. Okay. I was confused. I know this is a real book because I think we this was a news report from a little while ago, like two years ago, where I said I would buy this book and then I never did. Uh, well, she is. She's also made Pokemon. She's made Fallout. I would not want to eat any food from Fallout. I'm just gotta say that. Uh, Halo, Destiny, God of War, Street Fighter. Yeah, this is her career. This is what she does. But absolutely, I'm that not. I'm left. not eating a single fucking thing from Fallout. That world looks so gross. Mm. All right. So uh, to wrap up. As I figure, we've mostly done a pretty good podcast. Uh, my final question for all of you is, if you could eat any Final Fantasy character, which one would it be? What the fuck? <laughs> doesn't necessarily um, have to be a person. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Hmm. Hmm. If you had to consume one, who would it be? Or maybe a Final Fantasy creature. This question goes too much against my morals. I'm. I I refuse. Well, you are a vegan, so you don't necessarily need to answer it. But you could answer like a Marlboro. Would eating a Marlboro, by the way, be against veganism? Considering they are a plant, but they are also kind of an animal. Probably not. That would also be kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, it would not taste well, good. It would almost certainly kill you. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, Alright, so that's not that's not gonna be my answer. Uh, my answer, um let's say red thirteen. Mm-hmm. No. I'm gonna say so I'm gonna say the Final Fantasy VII cast, after they've all been turned into frogs, and wow. with the like weird like French like frog leg delicacy. Yeah, we cannot let Skate That's how listen to this prepared. episode. This episode is very bad <laughs> for him, specifically. Okay. I've decided. Yep. I'm going with a cactuar. Ah. Yeah. Or one of those creepy alien cactuars. They they look like they might be tasty. No, the massive one. The massive cactuar. A lot of needles, though. Yeah, you get rid of the needles first, but then after that, it'll probably be alright. Look, this will, this will probably end up killing me, but uh, look, all of the flan-type fl- enemies are named after types of desserts, so they clearly want to be eaten. Oh, yeah, you're right. Ah, yeah, ah, they would smart. be tasty, yeah. That's smart. <laughs> oh, you just mind break. Mind yeah, you did mind break. Yeah, question. yeah I, I might change my answer to a flan. I don't. I don't think I actually do want to eat Red Thirteen. He's kind of too close to being a dog, even though he's also like a lion. You'd be wrong. You well, can't. Yeah, Red Thirteen is the last of his kind, man. That's rude. Well, that makes him extra tasty. <laughs> it's All deeply right. forbidden. All right. Wait, is he? Like, I mean, he's not the last of his kind after the end of the game, right? You know, he has those little. Ones. He uh, he reproduces asexually, I guess. Somehow, his children bud off of him. 
or possibly undergoes mitosis. So uh, that was the Final Fantasy Wiki podcast. Uh, this is a monthly podcast yep. uh, done by the Final Fantasy Wiki, produced by Blue Highwind and his dog shit fucking computer that will not work anymore. Uh, this will be the last podcast we do on this piece of shit because I don't care how much yep. it is to get a new computer. I am not dealing with this anymore. The podcast music is by Expert Novice. It's off. It's La Montana de los Avenes Caballeros, which is off the OC Remix Balance and Ruin soundtrack. Uh, thank you for letting us use their music. And, uh, well, the Broncos are on in about 10 minutes, so I am not going to sleep. I will be watching that game. Thank you all. Have a good night. We're doing the test recording now, so if everybody could say a few things that mean to them. What are you thankful for on this day of Thanksgiving? Who's going first? I'm uh, thankful for um, all this delicious cranberry sauce that I will never be tired of, <laughs> never run out of. Good, good choice. It, it, it's 6 a.m., so I'm too tired to be thankful for anything. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful for Aston Villa fourth in the motherfucking league. Get fucked. I'm thankful. I, I, I think it's a soccer thing. No, it's not. It's a football thing. But yes, go on. Uh, European football, I guess. Yes, uh, there you go. Yeah. That's fine. I'll accept that. That is perfectly acceptable. And I am thankful for the Denver Broncos winning four games in a row and turning around what was a catastrophe season into one that is semi-respectable and one I have a lot of hope for. Good stuff, man. I, I, like, I haven't been following it enough to, uh, to, to follow the other teams other than my own, which I don't know how to follow my fucking team, man. They're so... It's the most un- inconsistent team I've ever seen. Like, one game, they'll look like sheer fucking brilliance, unstoppable, and then the next game, they would just be so tragic. I don't get it, man. I don't understand this team. I think there are actually no good teams in the NFL is what's secretly happening. There's just a lot of teams that can be good certain weeks, and there's a lot of wild, inconsistent teams. I don't know, man. The Eagles. The Eagles look pretty dominant. They also lost to the Jets. 